And we're back. Thanks for listening to another episode of Square Grouper. I'm Fox with my co-host Dave. Dave, what we got for some news? Well, guys, first of all, I want to thank everyone for fucking sticking through this mind-numbing news, Florida news, uh, as we get started here and get our little flow going and everything like that. So some of this is a little repetitive. Apologize. Uh, last week we didn't actually, I think even the week before we didn't really talk about this, um, about black farmers and, and Pigford, uh, farmers being included in the telehealth renewal b- bill. Um, so pretty much the last week of the legislative session, it was amended senators, Daryl Rousen and Tracy Davis to address the lingering issues surrounding the issuance of those licenses to black farmers who had been litigants to black farmers who were involved in this Pigford versus Glickman federal class action lawsuit. Go on to my Instagram and look for the title Black Farmers and read the comments and I'll, I'll spare myself from talking about it, but you'll see what I mean. But this is who these people are, right? So at one time, the federal government like was discriminatory with loans and things like that over race. I mean, it's it's, it's been proven. It was in court, right? Whatever you think about the justice system, whatever. So that's who these people are. The state law, which stems from a constitutional measure on medical marijuana in 2016, addresses the issue by granting licenses to all black farmer applicants who either received a notice from the DOH of its intent to deny or approve the application that had no deficiencies, received a final de- determination from the DOH, and in the administrative challenge, the applicant met all requirements for the license, even if the applicant died during the challenge process, and that's for the one that uh, won that Pickford license, right? And then I know the, the Pickford the applicant fuck, yeah. himself had passed away, so it looks like they... That was made- a weird situation, actually. Uh, I actually did a... Uh, I wrote on an application with somebody who had written that application specifically in that situation. Okay. It was very weird to where it's like, yeah, they were... And it's so fucked that the state was like, they had to go, you know, they were initially like ready to go. And the, the main applicant on on the main person on that application who passed away, um, I don't know what or what reason that caused the state to pull back and then rescind that, uh, application, but they did. So, it definitely put a lot of people in that family and that group and in, 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 in a weird fucking place. So, you know, hopefully it gets figured out. Yeah. You know, I think he had passed away. They weren't going to grant the license. They sued. And I don't know, but the cool that they're going to get it. So pretty much those are Pickford yeah. farmers or people, you know, that had been part of that class action lawsuit against the federal government. I used to hear that this was just a placeholder for a social equity part of the bill, you know, that never happened. Either way, though, it's cool to see some of these groups of people that we've gotten to know. Um, probably they're going to get a license. So good luck to them. And then, of course, uh, the application fee was 146000 It was double the amount required from the initial applicants back in the day. State of Florida robbing people, of course. Um, and then telehealth was passed through that, too. So, you know, you can renew your medical marijuana card through telehealth permanently, I guess. I, th- I think if it's a renewal, not if you're a new patient. Um, and then just a quick headline, we've kind of talked about the, the bill that passed, uh, SB 1676 or some shit. This is from marijuana moment. So pretty much bans 
sales of any consumable hemp products, including chewing gum to people under 21, expansion and prohibition on young people being able to purchase smokable hemp. You know, and this is a clickbait, guys. I want you guys to understand that DeSantis signs bill banning. Okay, yeah, he did. He did sign it, but this was, you know, this is a bill worked on by the House and Senate. So, or whatever the words are, it's Friday night, whatever. But I hate talking about fucking politics. But anyway, point is, yeah, he signed the bill, but like DeSantis didn't come up with the shit. He just signed it. Yeah, I hate politics too, but the thing is, you know... (laughs) you got to get through a lot of that to get to the point where you're comfortably able to, you know, be over 21 and buy your fucking weed or have fucking plants you can grow or any of that. It involves so much boring bullshit ass backwards political agendas, but you got to kind of, you have to know what's going on because otherwise that's how they force feed you those bullshit laws in the first place. So, this is another big part of it. So the bill prohibits the sale of hemp extract, including but not limited to, limited to snuff, chewing gum, other smokeless products. Uh, also creates penalties for businesses that market hemp in a way that's appealing to children and bans products that look like candy or are manufactured in the shape of humans, cartoons, or animals. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's actually a big deal right and there. And you guys saw me post that shit from the gas station the other day. Like, it's going to be interesting to see if they have the manpower and, and will to enforce all this shit. Now, it gets, it, it gets, it gets more interesting. It gets more interesting because, um, right, there's, they got to have, like, more uh, requirements on it, like containers that say exposure to high temperatures, things like this, like, you know, like warning things. The bill amends the statute to make it so hemp products can only be sold if they are processed in a facility that holds a current and valid permit issued by a human health or food safety regulatory entity with authority over the facility and that facility meets the human health or food safety sanitization requirements of the regulatory entity so like things are going to change they're they're trying to crack down but i remember that, that part right there literally just means all that part which you just read means they don't want motherfuckers in their kitchens selling cbd edibles to the public at farmers markets that's all it is they want you as a business owner, if this is what you're doing, to go, I'm like, unless unless they make the licenses like super expensive, but they're not. It's just like having a fucking business, bro. If you have a food truck, you have to do the right shit, right? I mean, is that what I'm thinking, or am I wrong? No, that's like if that's, you had a restaurant, if you had a you know prep kitchen, it's got to be clean, it's got to pass inspection, right? That's true. That's so it's very, like, yeah, that's all it is. So, so sorry, you guys, like the guys that people that are mad about it, like, sorry, you can't fucking make gummies in the kitchen anymore and, and, and package them up and sell them to the corner store. I mean, I don't know if they're going to enforce this shit anyway. But. Oh, they 100% will. It's like, I mean, you'll get fined the same way that you would get fined for a company that's selling you uh, uh, a consumable that doesn't like, you know. They want to know that you passed a food safety course, like simple shit. If anyone's ever worked in a restaurant, you've done this. So it's really fucking easy to do again. Um, if you can't afford to rent or, or to, to like literally start a lease in a commercial kitchen, there's so many fucking ghost kitchens you can go and rent shifts in that are already up to everything they've asked for. And as long as you are not cross-contaminating and making sure you're, you know, it's either the nut allergen or whatever the fuck the case is, it's really simple. So like, um, yeah, like, yeah. y'all can't be gluten in me with fucking your kitchens. 
Oh God, I want to say something so bad right now, but I'm not gonna. I gotta be good. So <laughs> on that note, um, yeah, like I see it, you know. So like I'm, I'm not the guy that is like for, you know, going to events and seeing the same like baked goods on everyone's fucking table that I knew you made in some dirty ass kitchen. I'll tell you how that goes. You, you you're mixing like raw hash into marshmallow or something. It's like I'm not gonna get more specific than that. But like anyone that replicates that, like yo, it's it's cool for a while, right? And don't get me wrong, there's like it's cool in the same way you go to a gas station and buy like I don't know something shitty that's right there when you're going to leave to pay for your fucking gas or go to get your backwoods or whatever the fuck it is you're getting. It's to that equivalent on where that sits in a market where people look at it. You then maybe can, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's a weird thing. Um, people actually got to try and, and the, I, the edible market's fucking mad crazy because you have like crazy characters of people selling you food, which is funny. It's, it's actually really funny. If you st- t- take a step back and look at that market, it's funny. Most of the people selling what they're selling you don't know what they're selling you. They won't be honest with you about how they made it. You know, there's very few people who take pride in being like the small back person and like, you know, making sure the kitchen is clean and doing all that stuff. But like, unless people are working that transparency into their brand, even on the traditional side, most people aren't. You know, they show up, they'll like tell you they have this stuff, they'll they'll claim that it's X amount of, you know, milligrams or whatever the case is, because they think a gram is a thousand milligrams and that's how they do their fucking math. I can hold your hand, but you're gonna have to switch your diapers first. Like, okay, like we've been doing this shit for a while. And, and people just deserve better. <clears throat> you know, so like I do know that there are people out there who are like cool on their little niche, like craft edible or whatever it is their specific product or whatever they're offering and they're actually doing a really good job at it don't get me wrong that's awesome like i'll collaborate with people all day to make cool products like that versus like saying hey i'm going to release edibles because i don't believe that's my lane but like yeah i want to cut for that but that was a collab you know and that was like that was so fucking dumb that collab was done with leftover oil that we had done for other entries. So the fact that that one was really funny to me. So, you know, I mean, and, and funny enough, I toured a facility the other day, literally yesterday, I I toured uh, a whole place and, you know, getting to know the market here a little bit more um, and seeing some of the brands, you know, that I've helped along the way is, is kind of funny. Um, yeah, um, the thing with people banning CBD and doing all this weird shit, it's like not even so much that they're banning it. It's just when they talk about the gummies and products that might be considered um, marketed towards children, anybody who makes like pre-existing like Haribo gummies or the CBD equivalents of, you know, like the, the rings, like, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all are fucked. Um, because you're not going to be able to market your products the same anymore because now they're saying that that same product that you could have had in a, you know, and we've all seen it before. All these companies have gum, you know, gummy worms and all the same fucking candies that we grew up as kids. They have CBD versions of those. Those are now not cool. 
And, and if you don't think about it, more people will buy those edibles and more people will buy CBD smokables or, you know, whatever the case is. No one wants that shit. It's gross. Yeah. If that's your business or if you have a business and you're carrying those things and you're listening to this podcast for some weird reason, uh, make sure that you're good, you know, in continuing to sell those products. The minute that they enact this language, you can count that enforcement is next. So what's to stop them from enforcing shops and then pulling all of your CBD products because you had CBD gummies on your shelf. The fact that we're pushing so hard, and I understand it's because you have these fucking little idiots now, these fucking millennials that were like, you know, I get it. They're like, I get it. Some of you guys may have kids within this category. of. I think we're millennials. You mean Zoomers. I get, no. Whatever, dog. Like, it all started with that the jewel generation at school. Like, you yeah, know, and that's, like, Zoom, that's the Zoomer generation. Yeah, Gen so, like, it's because of these little fucks, they have to definitely, like, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I guess it's no different than, like, you know, bro, I still had fucking stupid, loud, like, bags of fucking like AK and widow and Northern lights and stupid loud shit with like, there's, I can't even say that shit on the air, but like I was way more wild as a high school kid than the kid who had a fucking jewel and a bunch exactly. of parts in his back, you know? So like exactly. while I'm like, Oh, these kids are fucking dumb. Like, yo, I was dumb as fuck, but in a different way and like a much crazier way. Um, They're just because lucky because they can go vape fucking weed and nicotine at school. They don't have to like stink the bathroom up. They don't, you don't have to leave the bathroom, bro. We had to skip school and walk right. to go and burn clouds or like, you know, to fucking come back just to probably get caught or whatever the case was. Like, it was a whole different thing. Um, so the fact that, you know, yeah, times are changing. You know, of course, people change. But like, it really does. It sucks for the little companies that like a lot of people do this shit so they can say they have a CBD company because ever since like 20, you know, like not even like since like 2008 or no, no, that's that's going far back. A lot of people didn't really know about it back then. But like, whatever, fucking eight years ago, you know, 2016 was like the year. It's like it was cool to have your own CBD company. There's people I know that have their own CBD companies, but they're actually doing cool shit. So like I, I you know, cheers to them or like, you know, there's certain markets where it's cool to buy from those people right now. So they are going to market whatever is within their control to sell their shit. I think this shit is bullshit. And I think like. I think we deserve more, you know, like I wish we were just able to do more. It's hard to explain. Like, yo, I was sitting in that room with a dispensary owner and two of his top people. Right. Uh, which is weird to get like the owner on the tour. Usually you have the staff or whatever. So it was actually really humbling. And like, we had a great conversation, but we sat around in his room and like the, the meeting room and a big long table. And he was giving me a, a chance to talk about what I thought, like what the scene needs and what the industry needs. And it's, it's almost, it's different, but it's the same everywhere, you know, like education being out there, you know, like doing what you can to connect the patients to the faces that are making the products and showing them that you care, showing them that you're more than a business, showing them that you're more than a bunch of dudes who are trying to make fucking seven figures on weed. It's just nice to to talk to owners and, and people that, you know, maybe we, we would consider corporate and they actually give a fuck and it's not just profit-driven conversations. And 
And they are rare, you know what I mean? Because most people don't care. Like most people want to know the, the formula or the numbers on how to make money. So that formula we were talking about, uh, he gave me a minute to talk, and I was just like, you know, the thing is, that state specifically has it set up to where it's like, you know, you can't do anything. You can't post. You can't do shit. It all has to come off of Reddit or it has to, you know, I worked for a group of people that were trying to fucking like, um, unbeknownst to me, right? Let me, let me go ahead and say that because I, if I had known this about this group before, uh, a mutual friend had brought me on board for what we all thought was a good thing. I'd have told him to suck my dick from the back. If I knew what kind of people these people were. So I said that to a dispensary owner, dude, like it was, I must've, I I must have worked like eating ass and 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 dropped like all sorts of vulgar bullshit in front of this guy for him to grasp the concept of how fucked the situation is. And he sat there and looked at me and he wasn't disgusted. He wasn't surprised by my candor. He was like honestly pleasantly it was different for him for someone to sit across from him and not bullshit him with numbers. Talk to people about fucking real shit. And sometimes those corporate guys like that, if you are a real motherfucker, they're not used to that. They're used to having yes men around them. And when you start giving them real feedback, they, they fucking want to know. Bro. Sounds like that's what happened. Yeah. And just sat there for a minute. And uh, I was just like, you know, it's about connecting what I just said, you know, people who make the products to the patients and educating them blah 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 and you know uh oh oh this is the one this is it and this makes sense to me now that i think back on it. i've been thinking about it all day where he's where i was like you have to get your team on the same page nothing you can't start a company a brand or have a team where motherfuckers don't want to work don't want to sit there and like they'll tell you well that's not my job in an instance where, like, I came out here as a hash maker, and these guys didn't have a <clears throat> certain situations where they, like, it was a startup, so they didn't have the best sense of direction, except for, like, me and the other consultants out there. So we had to take the initiative to do that so that we did have a means of production. We did have everything going on a timely schedule. And, like, if you don't have that, bro, you're paying people whatever you're paying them to sit on their ass and not do anything. And that shit ain't cool or copacetic. And it's not going to help anybody at the end of the day. Um, It's really hard to get a team of four people in a room on the, on the same team when it comes to doing tasks and doing certain things that involves either a processing company or, you know, a production, um, uh, whatever the fuck it is. Right. So he looks at me, you know, and I'm saying the point for everything to work and for people to make change when there needs to be change made is for everyone to be on the same page. And if you're a processor and you don't grow, right. How do you work with, you know, teams of people that you have business relationships with to get your material where you need it to be motherfuckers you get them on the same page like if they're taking your money then you need to tell them how you need it so that when they you know when you come and get it it's giving you what you need talking to the dispo owner uh it seems impossible the thing that i grasp where we all had a moment of silence trying to figure it out as they were listening to me very intently which is kind of weird is like how do you get people on the same page 
to do those things in that situation. And, and that's the truth. That's why a lot of companies don't succeed. That's why a lot of companies don't make it, dude, because they either they'll come and, you know, there are people that don't understand the business that want a quick return. And then like, they don't understand why they're not getting a quick return because they don't understand that cannabis isn't any, like any other business out there. And it's just like this whole thing of bullshit. Um, so you, you know, get a lot of people that treat it like a cash crop or maybe they've been in other industries where, you know, they have cash crops, whatever it might be. And they just think it's big ag and they think they can just run it. You know what I mean? That's, that's what the hemp is now, dog. That's why there's such, right. you don't see craft. Like no one gives a fuck about craft CBD, which is, you know, like no one cares because there's people that are literally running oil fields worth of hemp. Just, just fucking Dude, you have no idea. When I went to BizCon in Vegas, I sat down and had a really good time with a bunch of, like, Texas boys and the numbers that these dudes are pulling for their shit. And it's not just them. You know, you got people in Kentucky and, like, all over doing shit like this. But ideally, this is already being, like, mass-produced and just treated with such little care. Like... And it scares me because we we've seen what happens when that goes full legal. So like what would be so different from Fed saying like, okay, you know, boom, everything's good to go. You know, you can grow this shit outside, can do whatever. But is it all going to become like the quality of the hemp that we're seeing? You know, because that's the majority. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, there's that industry of people that demand fire, but sometimes the demand doesn't meet you know like the supply they don't want they don't want supply if there's no demand and i think that happens with like the acceptance of <laughs> mediocre cannabis and just mediocrity in general it's like fucking scary dude it really is that's why a lot of us say weed was was better 10 years ago so i've been saying that for a long time you know right. and, and it's like i don't know it, it, it's weird uh a lot of this shit has uh made me there's days dog where i'm really like i would if it weren't about like the certain very specific things i was doing uh for the state or for the fact that that's like actually helping a, a very like forgotten group of people essentially with like the neurotropics and you know all that other shit um I, there's like no love in this game. There's no reason to fucking stay and do shit. It is a, like unless you're fucking making this your bitch and trapping off of it, whether you're in the rec market or the traditional market, like it's still a trap. You're just taxing one and not the other. It's all the same shit. It's really great. <laughs> for real. Like that, that's that's what and for it those is. of you that are like trying to be legal and you're making dumbass mistakes and you're going to get in trouble with taxes. You're a fucking idiot. You should have just never gotten the hemp and should have kept selling weed. Yeah, yeah. Pay your taxes or you, you can't do shit. That, that's the first thing. Like don't have a legal business and not follow the rules because you're hard-headed and don't understand taxes. No, no one gives a fuck if you don't understand. I'm not hating. I'm just – I hate to see people lose their shit five years later, two years later. Just It happens. I've seen it yeah. happen to family. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, dude, and I'll be honest with you. I've – I maintain trying to stay on the straight and narrow just enough to not risk the opportunity to be able to be in a position to make that change, right? To make that impact. And it, it's, sometimes I, I, I tell you, like, 
yeah, my heart's in it. And yeah, I feel that way. But sometimes I wake up and feel like that same sentiment is just a crock of shit because these people <laughs> fucking ruin everything. And Dude, that's like, the thing is like, we can't like, and it, and it happens over and over again. It's like, so when you have so much passion and love for something, you'll ignore a lot of red flags. Like you'll work over, you'll deal with more bullshit to help more people. Like these things that we do to ourselves our, our work ethics that some people do have, they work hard. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the job is. Like you said earlier, it's not my job. Some of us, if it involves what we're passionate about, we're willing to do everything. And unfortunately, a lot of places take advantage of that, or it's almost like an energy that you get used up. You got to let it recharge and then get it depleted again by some more pieces of shit. <laughs> and you need to go back into the darkness for a bit and re-energize. You know, the goal is to to use that energy for yourself, right? So that's what I think we're all trying to do, maybe. I think Icarus flew too close to the sun. Oh, man, for sure. That's, you know, my experience is different than everyone's, you know? And, like, there's just, you know, I don't know, man. It's, you know, just depends on the temperature of the room, I guess. Um, Uh... It's only, you know, there's two different, there's two different modes of thoughts, right? It's, it's like when things become obsolete, you know, they move on because they've evolved or they become different or whatever. And that's like, that's one feeling. I don't necessarily think that's, you know, I I haven't run into that too often. Uh, And if I do, it's, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Most of the old heads that were like, you know, gen one, two in this industry, they're like, they're not where you think they are. The only ones that are in a position of power have done fucked up things to be there. And doesn't this start to sound familiar? Doesn't it start to sound like the rest of history where it's like only the fucked up people? Like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, you're right. I am very passionate about this shit, but it's very hard to be like the good people barely, very rarely. That's how it always works. That's no different in business. And that's no different in this industry or any industry, you know, like the truth of the matter is, is that people have such hard issues sometimes because they're not willing to fuck people and they have empathy and in business, especially and it's not necessarily in Florida, but you know, it's a dog eat dog shark. It's shark eat shark fucking world, bro. And if you don't want to participate, it's like, it sucks sometimes, but we, I've, I've, I've been through it too. You know, a lot. I just can't be like that. And, it's like I put my neck out to get killed, and it is what it is, bro. Oh, fuck uh, not compared to you, though. You're on, like, your fifth life. Mm, I'd say more <laughs> like my eighth or ninth. <laughs> no, I'm not your ninth yet. But we're, def- we're, we're definitely getting there. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's disheartening. You know, like, I, I, can't let, I can't lie, man. Like, I've had to turn more... I've had to grow more flowers out of shit than I can think about. But then there's people who you have similar experiences, you know, and that's like the thing where it's like, it shit's not for the weak and it's not like, it's not all bad either. But at the same time, when you look at it and you're trying to looking at it from someone who's trying to elevate something that they feel they have to offer that's bigger than them not looking at it from where i personally feel i should be here they're like fuck all that that's a personal thing versus what i'm talking about where it's more of like a a work industry thing 
as somebody who has a brand or, you know, a particular set of skills to offer, um, you, you are somewhat invaluable depending on whether or not you keep up with the times and keep up, you know, with, it's an ever changing thing, how we cultivate and how we move and how it's an ever changing thing. You know, the extraction is not so much, you know, changes, little changes get done here and there, you know, and it's like, or, you know, mother now what it feels like in the solventless space is like, you know, almost the weed stuff feels almost tapped out. Like now the same dudes that were charging you for weed classes in Colorado have moved on to charging you for mushroom classes in Colorado. Because they understand like, you know, and you know, I get it. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, there's just some days I can feel like I can feel my blood boiling and I could literally feel the fire like inside of me for how how much I hate a lot of what this place has become but you know everyone has their opinions you know what are you doing to change it and then in that my or that aspect with the things that I've tried to do I've noticed that I've run into everything from like if you pull up to a job and like you're not suited for that job and you can't properly express that so like that's that's one thing i I, i've never in this space come into that because i'll be honest as fuck and tell you hey i've never done this or you know whatever the case is which is how i've learned to do a lot of fucking things here over the you know the course of almost 20 years at this point you know god what's the word you know like real love is truly infinite but like the patience for dealing with people's shortcomings isn't and so, like, how you deal with a situation in business or, like, personally will really affect and set you up for, like, you know, here I am talking about my experiences and I'm not being super specific. I'm not, like, there's there's things that have happened where it's, like, you have to, like, you have to be able to gauge and explain the temperature of the room because there's people that are 10, 15 years, like, I'm not that old yet, but, like, I'm starting to see kids, you know, kids that want to get into this industry that aren't too far off from like, you know, fucking cousins and like, you know, kids and, and similar faces and ages that I remember that I, that I watched grow up, like starting to get into this industry. And I think about all the fucking like, yo, I think about like the time that I had to fight some fucking dude off from shanking me in a fucking bathroom and a Greyhound and fucking San Nona Sacramento. Yeah, like way back in the day over some fucking shit that happened on the hill. Yo, let me tell you how much this industry has changed from that story I just described. And how, in a way, it's almost gotten worse because it's now like corporate espionage and like all this weird fucking bullshit that comes with like people being treated like numbers. And you are working, it infuriates me. You know, when I went to go visit this, and did the tour at this place, you know, I have friends that work for this company, friends that I just, you know, made and met here in, in the state. And, you know, they tell me things like, oh, they've been here for two years and things like that. It shows me like how everyone was on point. Everyone was so happy. Like it, it, it exists. You know, there are those people out there and I see it in smaller teams. You know, I don't, I don't see it in the big, big, huge corporations, you know, like the only people they take care of are, are the corporate side of things because that's the face. 
Then you have to get a grower who's going to make you not look stupid, which a bunch of growers do, you know, because it's easier to like, I don't, I think that's one of the easiest positions to fake, you know, um, in a lab, like you're going to kill somebody, you're going to hurt somebody, or you're going to blow something up. So it's really, or you're going to fuck material up. That's like the least, that's the bottom of the barrel, worst case scenario. But at the end of the day, you're fucking weed up. So like, it's not, see what I'm saying? But the, the level of like investment and danger, those are the only two positions where it's like, if you lose all the plants, then you're obviously super fucked. But if you blow the building up or you, you damage it heavily from, you know, not paying attention to what you're doing around solvents and all sorts of things. That's a problem. That's a news story. That's probably not good for the brand. So like both of those things are not good, but it's easier to come in and saying like, yeah, I've done the, like, and depending on how digitized the program is and how much your assistant or the people before that were there before, you know, you can pretty much like skate through, especially the way a lot of this Florida weed looks. I imagine that's what's going on right there with the exception of a couple people, but like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, if you really want to get into this, you got to learn how to protect yourself. There's people that'll tell you, like, you know, walk around the dispensary or, you know, the grow and, like, they'll grab a broom or they'll do this and that when the investor's there and act like they're a part of it and, you know, demand that you, you know, this may not be your job, but you may need to do it. You know, it's like, I know you know, you've been here 67 hours a week and we don't pay you overtime, but we need you to do this. And, you know, it's like, at what point companies like this expect you to go above and beyond, but also start to stretch you thin and allow you to, you know, you, you devalue yourself in a way when you start to do all of these extra things when they're not, especially if they're not pertinent to what you're getting paid for or what you're doing, being a team player, learning things and learning new aspects of your job is an absolute must in this industry and, and probably most other ones, honestly. So that's not what I'm saying, but there's a fine line between being asked to do things that, you know, are um, not within your pay grade to be doing, but you're doing it because now the company has tricked you that into being a company man, into being a team player and doing the extra in reality. If you put together how much free labor they get from people expanding responsibilities, but not expanding their pay rate to adjust to it. It's maddening to me. That infuriates me and boils my blood. And there's people just like the dudes I mentioned before who fucking, you know, just pay your people what you say you're going to fucking pay your people. And if you can't do that, don't fucking hire them. Very simple. Like, very simple. I'm, I'm really getting super, you know, there's not an NDA. And, and I keep looking in on this shit because there's going to be a day where I'm just like, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. But we're not there yet. It's more like, so let's let's see how this plays out. Let's see how karma takes care of it. Because honestly, I got enough going on. But it's, I don't see anything good or, or game changing coming from the people that have had shortcomings that have, you know, fucked their employees out of wages or just put themselves in a situation where now they're up shit's creek without a paddle. Like, you know, I, I don't wish demise on anyone. Because then that's just like, I don't know, I think that that puts something in, in your checks and balances that you don't essentially want. 
I don't need any more skeletons in my closet. You know, I got enough bullshit to deal with in general, just with life. But I'm just at a point now where like, you got to look at it and say, okay, I want to speak up to the younger generation. That's just starting to look into this industry as something they want to do. And I want to tell them about all the red flags. I want to tell them what to look for. I want to tell them how to speak up for themselves. I want to let them know that when they do that, they have to understand that there's people that look at them like numbers and they'll very gladly go to the next kid that wants to be used and abused, but sticking up for yourself and putting yourself in a position where you find people that genuinely care about the people that work for them and make medicine is where you want to be. Because I still believe that there's good in this. Even if I sound like a sour piece of shit. No, there is. And sometimes I get upset when the legal industry like gives us, you know, like fake smoke screen that everything's good and legal. And it's, it's definitely not from, you know, Florida dispensaries bringing in weed from California between the beginning of the program and 2020. I mean, all kinds of shit. And like we could air all that shit out and do all that shit. But at the end, the end you know, at the end of the day, I'm not a fucking snitch. It's none of my business. I don't give a fuck when it comes down to people getting in trouble I'm I'm good, bro. I, I just consider shit rumors, but I know it's not. So So he's talking about snitch culture essentially and how, you know, yes, I definitely wouldn't want to snitch on anybody for any reason whatsoever, period. Like that ain't that ain't the game. Like, yo, I grew up with people that would threaten your fucking life for real, not just saying it in a joke. Right. It was a different time with a different so like that's just not like something you didn't you uh... fuck with. Okay, cool. That's off the table. On to the next thing. That's not this generation. That's like it's been made cool, you know, and like, you know, I get it, you know, but here's the thing. Don't be willing to do anything that you're not willing to do the time Especially for if you're not getting paid, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so here's the thing. You did mention something about there's a lot of like uh, sexual like uh, harassment and abuse in this industry. Yeah, I feel like the cannabis, it's always been, I mean, like, come on, the, the trimmer shit and but jokes. That's what I'm and trying to say, and... right? So that whole, yeah, don't snitch culture collides with the hey we like to not treat certain people right in this industry culture so then you kind of have to like speak up at some point because then what like here's the thing dog i would never ever ever speak on anybody who's really been in this industry from the other side like yo even if we have fallouts like i yo i just i'm not built that way like that's not but there are people who are most of them are not real yeah, they're they're just they're never gonna be G. Like never, ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever. They're straight shot for life. And that's cool. It's straight custody for life. That's great, you know. You know, the ocean only works because there are fish and whales and sharks. And orcas. Yeah. Well, which are dolphins, but whatever. Um anyways, the point is if it were all fish. You know, it would be one thing if it were all this, but it's not. So I, you have to understand that there's always going to be groups of people that you're probably not going to like, probably not going to want to fuck with. And like, you know, for years, for years, the chats have been like, we're the sharks in these waters and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? There's lots of things out there that eat the shit out of sharks. And oh, so like, man. you know, it's, it's funny to me that I'm like, oh, okay, like that's cool, you know, and usually the biggest Sharks are the ones that are getting caught and pulled and all this and blah, blah, blah. People want to be the biggest and the baddest. And it usually financially leads to their demise or leads to situations where it's like, dude, you got, okay, I got to talk about it. 
We're going to talk about it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck the name dropping thing. I don't care. The cookie seed junkie thing is a huge deal right now. And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why it affects the Florida market or this conversation. Because they're already down there. And more importantly, seed junkie genetics already in the program amongst other cultivators and licensees. So seed junkie actually had a collab with Liberty Health Science. Remember all the moldy weed? So again, why this is relevant, my boy. All right, let's <laughs> no, get. Just, let's I just had to remind everyone that Seed Junkie released moldy weed in the Florida market for months they, at a they time. They also released what's the equivalent of like AIDS to the fucking uh, like <laughs> literally. HLVD, yes, HLVD. dude, it's fucked up. Like it, it's it's Damn. not a dude. Sound they, like a junkie to me. No, uh, it's a little fucked up. And like, yo, oh god, let's you know. Here's the thing. You mean a junkie was spreading AIDS and mold? Stop, well, stop, stop. Does Look, I, I wanted to say that once as its equivalent, but if there's anybody out there fucking who's actually fucking dealing with HIV or AIDS, like, know that I don't think that's a joke. Um, more importantly, it's just to have you understand. Like, you guys don't know what fucking. Uh, yeah, what it is. What if you don't know what it is. is, you know. So it's a really easy way to explain that type of virus in that plant is it's essentially it's equivalent, you know, it like, you know, plants that are affected with this virus essentially on their way out to dying, you know, they will never grow the same. They'll start to do this thing called like genetic drift where it's like, okay, if you're running a room full of like, let's say, uh, thin mints, right. Whatever full. And it's, awesome you've run it for years you know what to expect you know you know what it does if you wash it or if you put it for hydrocarbons you know if you know how much per light you're getting how many grams per square footage all this stuff if all this shit sounds crazy over your head we can go into growing stuff later but it's just my point is if you've been growing something for a while and you've dialed it in you know the details of that plant cultivar now if that plant gets the what's the i know it's hop laden Viroid disease. Yes. So HPVD. HL, I think it's HLVD. HLVD. Yeah, sorry. So it's HLVD. Um, essentially, you would regrow that plant. You'll notice that the nose is off, that the, the, the growth is stunted the first time around. If you keep running that, it further deviates from what it was to like being like almost bleached out or just like not, you know – they won't yield the same. It won't taste the same. It could be, it can attack, that virus can attach itself to other plants. So now that your thin mints is affected and fucked, you have to basically go back to tissue culture and try to figure out if you can even save that cut if it's something that you uh, choose to do, which is a lot. Which, which that industry I can see is growing since HLVD. I definitely see people. Getting more mm-hmm. into that, trying to preserve genetics. Yeah, you got Athena. Athena's actually dope as shit. Like I, I don't, you know, there are companies out there that have provided, you know, like home kits for this, which is really cool. And if you're into it, definitely look into that because it's fucking dope. And if you've ever grown mushrooms or done anything like that, that's like your main, you know, source of protein or whatever the case is. <laughs> it's not that too 
different. It's like not that different than what you need to grow mushrooms. I uh, mean, like a spore print or whatever. Agar, agar thing or whatever. No, no, no. I just mean in the, in the sense of like if you've grown mushrooms, you know you need a sterile environment. You know things have to be uh, clean. It's like very, very similar to that, and a lot of the things that are used uh, for that industry are also used in in TC. So this whole thing with you know burner and fucking tea junkie it's like dude yeah we get it whoever does business with uncle burner and gets fucking like oh this was good for me no the only reason i didn't purposely talk about cookies in florida was because my boy was awesome was washing for them but like every story in corporate cannabis that didn't have a good end either and that's not my story to tell so i ain't going there but now i can talk about it so i'm gonna talk about it um I don't think that shit's right, you know, like, but you, you kind of had it coming. So their whole deal, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, is that Sea Junkie is alleging that uh, Burner Cookies um, sabotaged a deal through a co-brand that they were doing, which I don't understand if Sea Junkie solely started with, like, Cookies Genetics or if he had his own. I'm assuming he had his own, but whatever. So they co-branded on a new brand called uh, the Mints, I believe, with like a bunch of N's or T's or Z's. I don't know. It was like a child spelled it, but it's stupid as fuck. Sounds like it's marketable to children. Oh, funny enough. It is. So anyways, the Mints. And the whole concept of the Mints was essentially that Seed Junkie was going to be breeding new flavors, you know, to be used in conjunction with the Cookies brand, but also... Uh, the mince brand is releasing something like under, you know, if you think of cookies being so big that they can be a parent company like the Coca-Cola company, where it's like, we can have sub brands. That's kind of a scary thing, but that's kind of what they're going for. If, if that makes more sense. So mince was going to be a sub brand essentially of new flavors, packaging, you know, stupid bullshit, Mylar, you know, the, the whole cookies thing, whatever, you know, shirts, blah, 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 whatever. So, at some point, Seed Junkie feels like Burner realized or felt like Mints would somehow compete with Cookies. And so that he breached his contract, that he was, that he some, some, somehow openly and publicly sabotaged Mints into failing or not doing as well as they did. I'm assuming before this lawsuit came out that they had already, or, you know, cookies had already tried to offer to part ways with seed junkies. And I assume seed junkies had a lot invested into this venture, which is why he's like doing all the shit he's doing. I look, here's the thing. I don't, I like the shirts dog. Like the, 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 what, what they did as a clothing company is cool. It's smart. Definitely recognizable, but I'll keep all this other shit, dude. Like I could care less. Like fucking mylars, the, just just this whole culture of like I, I'm not with it, you know. And like, and a lot of people, yeah, 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 exactly. No, fuck the plastic bag, bro. Just fuck. Stop fucking up the earth to fucking smoke. How about weed? you just put it in my hand? No. How about I bring my own jar every time I come buy weed off here? Yeah, yeah. Just just grow your own shit and get a cut or do I something. I remember when I was a kid. This this like when I was a well teenager. This dude would give you like a five dollar discount if you brought your own jar when you bought weed from him. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah, and there are, dude. Okay, so the only people I've ever seen do that: uh, California and Colorado and Oregon. Oregon is big on that recycling jars and shit. So it's dope to see companies that actually did that. You know, and I love that. I would specifically, I even if they didn't have the best shit, or they're like up the street from the crib, be like, ah, whatever. I can just go fuck with them, and I know I can just recycle it and be cool. Like, I right. literally go fucking take it out of the jar, fucking break it down, roll it, like in the lobby. Sometimes can't do that anymore, but um, it was a wild time. Whoa. But yeah, man, um, it's a crazy place, and so like. You know, I'm not trying to make this a big fuck you episode, but sometimes you just got to be like, fuck you. <laughs> so that means that sound means that we had too many fuck yous and it's probably <laughs> we had to transition. Hey, I've been waiting for the fuck you this. episode. Nah, nah, I, I got a few can. fuck yous too to give out. Can I go ahead? Yeah, yeah, you can go ahead. And you know what? If you've ever taken anything that I've said on my story and like think it's about you, it's probably not. It is I've, though. I've had a few people that have like told me like I know you were talking shit, and I'm like, what was it? And they tell me I'm like, dude, that had nothing to do with you. So fuck you if you're that sensitive on Instagram. Fuck you if you're on fucking if you're out here fucking people over and scamming people for under a hundred dollars and you're like a known Instagram account and you've been around for a few years, like that's all they specific keep, keep scamming people. I'm going to tell everyone, you know what I mean? Like you need to square shit away, make things right. Uh, fuck you. If you're a big brand and you fucking, you know, just exist, bro. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's it. So. Except if you're doing good, like, here's the thing. I, I like, yo, I hate to sound like that, but it is the truth. Like sometimes you do need to say it. And like, my goal is, yeah, we can verbalize the fuck you, but every day I'm out here trying to do something that's more than just saying, fuck you. You know, it's actually saying fuck you to them, which is really funny, but it's all through action for the patients. Like that's the whole goal. You know, you don't put a big chunk of time into something like that. I mean, sometimes you do, you know, like some, sometimes you just have to, you know, some things are failures, but if you keep trying, it's not really a failure. So like, I guess I'm still going to keep trying, but the hatred for the chads grows. You got to keep getting back up. (laughs) I feel myself getting closer to the dark side. No, you can't go to the dark side, bro. And it's like, I post that quote the other day. It's like, now that, you know, you don't have to be perfect you can be good. So, like, we all need to choose to be good. We don't have to be perfect, but... I'm over here trying out, to slay Chad, so... If you're out here being the fucking angel people on my over, shoulder right now... <laughs> I'm, I'm always the angel, bro. Just, you know, sometimes shit's a little, you know, twisted. What's good and what's bad. And sometimes when we're doing good stuff, you know, we don't realize that it's it's really hurting people. So, if you're a cannabis company out here not hurting anyone and really we trying to help you. patients, we Thank love you. you. There's just That's, not many left. Yeah, it's a small group of you guys. Or, or ladies or whoever, but anyway. still, it's a small fucking room. So thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. We'll have shirts, uh, hopefully. I said end of month. That's just how I am. I'll probably have them by next next Friday at the latest, so we'll get those out. Thank you guys if you pre-ordered. If you haven't pre-ordered, they're uh, $30. Lock your size in. We don't have a lot. I only have 44 shirts. Um, but we appreciate everyone that's bought one. Um, but, yeah, follow us at Square Group for Podcast. It's got both our names in it there, so you can follow our individual pages. Isn't that so uh, much better than having to go through them both? It is easy. And, and uh, you know, please leave us a review, like, on Apple, really, or on Spotify. It would be awesome. 
still haven't uploaded YouTube guys. I'm trying to find like a AI program to help me. Cause I'm like only eight episodes behind. This is episode 10. Um, thank you Fox for knocking this out with me the past two months, bro. So I right, no problem. No problem. You know, it's uh shit is weird, but it's all good. <laughs> Things have gotten pretty weird. I agree. Yeah. A- anything else we should cover before we let everyone get on with their day? Um, yeah, if you guys made it through this uh, little interesting, like, uh, colorful episode, I will say, um, thanks for the support. And like you mentioned, you know, thank you if you've, uh, you know, purchased a shirt, pre-ordered a shirt. Uh, you know, we appreciate you more than we can say. And we're looking forward to trying to do uh, more things in the meanwhile in the midst of life being crazy. So, um yeah just thank you uh you know at the same time too like you know it's our podcast so like you know there's gonna be points where we're just gonna be a lot realer than others and pc most of the time more because of you know the the young family members i have around that i don't want to grow up to be biased pieces of shit so like um, you know, um, but sometimes you just gotta be real, and uh, you know we appreciate you guys. A lot of you guys uh, have really shown, really, you know, you said some really nice things in the DMs and said some really cool stuff. And um, I'm gonna start, uh, you know, being more active and communicating, and you know how you guys talk through us through the page, and just try to come up with some really and I sound like a broken record to say that but um, to let you guys know you know with everything that we've got going on um, square groupers honestly become uh, somewhat of a main focus which is pretty cool and the directions that we're looking to do what we sought out to do and you know we still have to do um, you know get into the history of some things and I know lately we've been covering a lot of news so maybe on the next episode, until we work out for interviews, we'll probably maybe dive into some old school shit. Maybe talk about what you need to do to protect yourself if you want to work in the industry and just some other simple things. But keep it light, lighter than usual. I'll see what happens. Well, thanks again, guys. Appreciate you. Catch you next time.